I'm Jonathan Goldstein, host of Wiretap. Each week you're invited to listen in on my telephone conversations, whether funny, sad, wistful, or even slightly strange. You never know just what you might hear on Wiretap. Uh, I mean, I knew you had a show. I just, I just didn't think that people actually listened to it. Howard, That's you... the breath of your genius, Jonathan. It's not just that you're funny, but you can be cripplingly, poignantly depressing. The Wiretap Archives, available on CBC Listen, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Trump supporters cheered and danced as the results came in. I just love restaurants so much. The good, the bad. I'm here today to announce that I will not be leading Alberta's NDP into the next election. Because news. With Gavin Crawford. Oh, hello, everyone. I'm Gavin Crawford. Welcome to Because News, Canada's Funniest News Quiz. Churchgoers' pets received blessings and holy water in Mexico City this week as part of the Feast of St. Anthony, Protector of Animals. The sermon that followed about how all pets are sinners in the eyes of God and that there are no good boys among us was kind of a downer. (laughs) Over the next 30 minutes, we'll be making games out of the news. Let's welcome this week's panel. To protect the power grid, we're only allowing her to be electric for five minutes at a time. Here to give off some sparks, it's Gene Yu. How's it going, Canada? Woo! Happy New Year! It is always great to have her back, mostly because she leaves so many mittens here. Feel the warmth of Jan Carwana. Hi, Canada! My hands are always freezing! And finally, making his last stop before heading off to camp out for an entire year to catch the last Sum 41 concert, <laughs> Superfan Chris Siddiqui. Hey! I don't listen to Sum 41. Yeah. I'm 43. <laughs> All right, panel, are you ready? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. And let's begin. Here we go. Yeah. This is something we like to call wait. What? This is where we look at some of the news stories that made us stop scrolling to say, wait, what? (laughs) Oh, that was good. Many people were stopped in their tracks this week by something food giant Loblaws announced. What did Loblaws (laughs) announce this week that had many Canadians saying, wait, what? They're going to have to start shrinking their products again, like for shrinkflation. So all no-name products will now just be called n n brand products. <laughs> Bread will just be called br. <laughs> Spaghetti is just spag. Spag. <laughs> Everything's abbreviated, and also in a pack of chips, there's just one. Yeah. And now when you when you open a bag of Lay's and they say, "Bet you can't eat just one," you don't have a choice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That is a very good guess. What did Loblaws do that had people shaking their heads, Chris? Well, they announced to everybody that Galen Weston is going to visit every Loblaws and just fart down the aisles. (laughs) He's just going to crop dust every aisle and skip. Very creative guess. Unfortunately, not correct. Oh, what? Uh, Gene, what did Loblaws say that had people shaking their heads? They're not going to continue discounting food that's about to expire. I think they usually do 50%. They're going to just do 30% or something like that. That is correct. For the point, the headline from CBC reads... (laughs) I love this crowd. The CBC headline reads, Loblaws will no longer offer 50% discount on food nearing its best before date. 
they branded that food in a certain way. Can you tell me what cheery sticker did they put on these soon to expire items? There was a sticker that said, close to gross. <laughs> 50% off. It said, enjoy me tonight. Tomorrow may never come. <laughs> Jen is correct, at Aww. least in part. Serve tonight. Oh, yeah. What reason did Loblaws give for reducing the discount from 50% to 30%? They're cheap. <laughs> 40% increase in profit is not enough. Galen wants a new boat. Yeah. He was like, I have big pockets. I need to put more money in my pockets. Weirdly, none of those things. Oh. Uh, according to Loblaws, oh. they say it is to be more predictable and consistent with competitors. Well, bless. We don't want things to be too hard for them over there no. at Loblaws. Other stores were doing 30% on soon-to-expired items. Is 30% enough of a savings for you to serve tonight? I feel like people are going to come at me in the comments for this. Oh, but, here we go. Uh, I play it very fast and loose with expiry dates. So, like, if I see, like, chicken breast or a big hunk of steak or something and it's 30% off, yes, I'm absolutely going to buy it because I'll, you know, if I don't serve it tonight, maybe I'll serve it tomorrow or I'll put it in the freezer. Um, no, because expiry dates, they're a sham, man. They're a sham, total sham. They're a sham. So, so I would absolutely, anyway. long story short, yes. I mean, I would rather have 50% off, but I would still buy something at 30% off. Yeah. Jean? It would depend on what it costs to begin with. Because, I mean, I don't shop at Loblaws, partly because it's kind of far, but also I find the prices are high to begin with. But are you liable to pick something up if it's discounted that you know you had to cook when you got home? Not if it's fish. I will not. No, not if it's fish. And there's certain kinds, like sometimes chicken, it depends. Sometimes pork, I don't know. Yeah. And I do my grocery shopping in Koreatown. I do my shopping at Fiesta Farms because I'm rich. (laughs) I feast on human flesh once every fortnight. (laughs) (laughs) Hurrah! Well, final question in this section of a wait what? According to CBC panel, when will prices return to pre-pandemic levels? <laughs> it all oh, the audience is in. One, two, three. Never. Never. That is correct for the point. Never. All right, continuing on with the wait what? Global News reported this week that the Department of National Defense has openings for two decidedly non-military personnel. What surprising type of employee is the Department of Defense looking to hire? Oh, my God. I hope it's an in-house improv coach. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that government money. We'll play Zip Zap Zop with actual lasers, baby. Oh, my God. I hope so. It is not improv coaches. Chris, any idea? Uh, I bet it's a social media person to handle their social meds. You know what I mean, right? They'd be like, what's up? (laughs) Department of National Defense. Really have to check it out. You got tons of riz. Get Uh, ready with me as I prepare to go to war. (laughs) It is not an influencer. Jean, any idea? A stylist and makeup artist. (laughs) (laughs) They were makeup? The correct answer is... Journalists. Oh. What? Right. According to a recent job posting, Canada's military needs an experienced journalist or two. 
Why is the military looking for a few good journalists? Well, it's to clean up their public image. Obviously, the national defense scandals are really hurting their social media numbers. I mean, <laughs> you're not entirely wrong. Is it to train military to be more like press savvy to like put a better face on the military in the press? You are correct. Uh, The Global News headline reads, Department of National Defense wants to hire journalists for role-playing. Oh, that's fun. It's like an improv coach. (laughs) According to the story, the D&D wants these journalists to hold mock press conferences to simulate media interviews. Mm. Tell me you're not handling the allegations well without telling me you're not handling the allegations well. (laughs) The journalists will ask D&D spokespeople five different types of questions. What five types of questions will these journalists teach the military spokespeople to deal with? I know this. Who? (laughs) What? (laughs) Where? Why? And when? He. Good guess. No. (laughs) Neither French nor English. What types of questions? Jen? Um, If you were a tank, what kind of tank would you be? Oh, my God. Which friend are you? Are you a Rachel? Why are they called fatigues? Is it because you're so tired of war? See how good I would be? Easy. They're not the types of questions they're being trained on. Um, The five types of questions they need to learn to deal with. The loaded question. The hypothetical question. The opinion question. The statement. And the silent treatment. Okay. What is the silent treatment in journalistic speech? That's when you drop a cue and then you just stare. They just go, how dare you? And then just stare. Yeah. That is correct. It's basically when you ask a question and then you just don't say anything. So they get uncomfortable and keep talking. That is an excellent Ooh. tactic. Yeah, I like Truly. that. Truly. The job posting calls for journalists with national TV or print experience. Uh, I have national that- TV experience. It's true. Like, they could hire me, everybody. I could give you Barbara Walters. I could give you Lisa LaFlamme. I could give you Peter Mansbridge. Like, you tell me who you want. You got it. You got it. They should hire you. They should. They absolutely should. Call me. Yes. If we all start writing letters today. (laughs) Get the show first by subscribing to our podcast. Sign up at becausenews.ca or wherever quality podcasts are given away for free. I'm Gavin Crawford. This is Because News. We've got Gene Yoon, Chris Siddiqui, and Jan Carwana. We just released a new block of tickets for February. Head over to becausenews.ca and catch us live, live, live. Bum, bum. It is time for Needlessly Redacted, where we take a clip from the news and needlessly bleep out one of the words. This week's clip is from a remarkable video that was released on social media. Have a listen and see if you can figure out the word we have bleeped out. And on June 14th, 1946, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God gave us... That's right. On June 14th, 1946, God needed a caretaker, so God gave us what panel? 1946. Uh, the United Nations. The first test of the atomic bomb. <laughs> we need a caretaker. The bikini. So God gave us the bikini. <laughs> Incorrect. Chris? Pedro Pascal? <laughs> 
He's a beautiful man. He did not give us Pedro Pascal. Jean, any idea? June 14th is Trump's birthday. Let's see if you're correct. Here is what they said. God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God gave us Trump. (laughs) The headline from The Independent reads, Trump shares bizarre biblical videos saying God made him America's caretaker. What? This is proof that God is a vengeful God. (laughs) Trump didn't create the video, but he did share it on Truth Social, and he screened it at some of his rallies. Uh, I mean, you can see why it might appeal to him. Here's a little bit more of God Gave Us Trump. Oh, good. God said, I need somebody who's willing to drill, bring back manufacturing and American jobs, farm the lands, secure our borders, and finish a hard week's work by attending church on Sunday. So God gave us Trump. Trump has never finished a week's work (laughs) and gone to church on Sunday. It's an odd video. I mean, it's been a while since I've read the Bible. Uh, (laughs) But I have. And I don't recall anywhere there being a part where it's like, and God said unto the people, drill, drill, drill. (laughs) I also like that God waited till 1946. It's like, you know, uh, 1,946 years ago, I made a kid. But I need a caretaker right now. (laughs) I've waited long enough. Let's pop this weirdo out. Uh, A New York Times headline reads, Iowa pastors say video depicting Trump as godly is very concerning. I just find it really disturbing how Trump has snared this evangelical backing. I just find it bizarre and weird and scary. And, you know, it started way back. Like, I remember it, while he was still president, there was an article that came out that described Trump as bathed in gold and light as if he were some Greek god or something. I mean, it is a bit rich deifying Trump like this, especially since I would wager he's broken most, if not all, of the Ten Commandments <laughs> multiple times. Oh, oh, he has. I mean, oh, well, let's just investigate for a moment with a quick round of broken Bible bingo. <laughs> The Because because News Cherub Choir. (laughs) You have your Ten Commandments bingo cards in front of you. I'm going to name one of the commandments. You tell me if and when America's savior Donald Trump has broken it. Jen, we'll start with you. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife nor anything that is his. Do you think Trump has ever broken that commandment? Uh, yeah. (laughs) Like, there's at least 26 sexual assault allegations publicly levied against him. I'm going to say he cracked that tablet a long time ago. Yeah, I'll give you a point with that. He says in the Access Hollywood tape, she was married and I moved on her. Yeah. So I guess that's a covet. Jean Yoon, what about thou shall not bear false witness against your neighbor? Uh, yes, he's the biggest liar I've ever seen. Right now, for instance, of the cases down in the States, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss, uh, he's lied about them over and over, and E. Jean Carroll over and over and over and over and over again. He's lied about everybody who's tried to get in his way. And, like, right now what I find concerning is that he's lying about the prosecutor, Jack Smith, about uh, some of the judges, Chutkin, Kaplan... Uh, what's the other guy? I don't know. Because uh, no one just, pays as much and, attention and the, the, the to this as you do. And, and they're getting swatted. Like someone is going to get hurt. So, yes, he has broken that. 
According to the Washington Post article, Donald Trump made 30,573 false or misleading claims during his presidency. So suffice to say, that one busted. Uh, While the exalted tone of that God Made Trump video might be off-putting to some, it clearly wasn't that off-putting to Iowans. That's because Mm. Iowans did something bigly for Trump this week. What did Iowa do that was making headlines? Gene. Gene. You got it. Yeah, they chose Trump in the primary in Iowa. But there were only like 14% of registered Republicans showed up, and half of that voted for him. Mm -hmm. So... It's not a landslide for an incumbent president. It's not a landslide. Don't let them tell you it's a landslide. For 49% voted against him. 51% voted for him of the people that showed up to the convention. However, the Toronto Star headline reads, Donald Trump landslide. <laughs> Republicans choose the chaos of a messy X in Iowa. <laughs> Trump had to vacate Iowa pretty quickly so he could attend one of his many trials. Uh, but it's looking increasingly like he is going to be the Republican nominee. I think the question is going to be whether or not the Supreme Court decides that uh, the states cannot, and in fact, run their elections because he's already been disqualified in Colorado and in Maine. And uh, in Maine, they've already, she's already actually stayed her decision. She's waiting. They're waiting for the Supreme Court. To well, that Supreme Court always does the right thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If he get, if he gets back into office, if if he gets back into office, I I don't think that America will will be the country we know it to be, and I also think it will have a huge impact on the globe. If the U.S. does elect Trump president, you can't say they weren't warned. That is because in a recent Fox News town hall with host John Hannity, Trump described in vivid detail exactly what kind of a leader he plans to be in the second term. What kind of a leader did Trump claim he would be? He'd be the kind of leader who makes sure that every morning announcement would play rock music. Fridays would be pizza lunch. There would be seven dances a year. And last period was free period. Trump, 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 Trump. Gene, do you know what kind of a leader did Trump claim he would be? A dictator on day one. Here is what he said. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border, and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. You were right. Gene Yoon for the point. I thought you were joking, and she was right. Listen, I don't think there's anything to worry about, because if there's one thing we all know about dictators is that they always stop after day one. (laughs) Very true. Because News, Canada's News Quiz. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Get ready for a Because News fake ad panel. I want you to have a listen to this commercial for a much-needed new pharmaceutical and be ready for questions. Oh, honey, can you bring me some soup and a hot water bottle? And gently massage my lymph nodes. I think this is the end. I'm also going to need the television brought up to the bedroom. (laughs) 
Don't write your last will and testament just yet. You haven't tried new Guyquil. It won't help. I'm too far gone. That's when you need Guyquil the most. Guyquil. It's made by men, for men, and unlike your wife, Guyquil takes your mild sniffles seriously. <laughs> Thanks, Guyquil. I feel a tiny bit better. I could maybe eat something if someone made it for me. <laughs> Guyquil. It's the all wine, whimpering, wailing, mild fever, so you can bitch medicine. That's your fake ad. For the point, what news this week brought out a sudden need for Guy Quill? Is it really news? Is it? Is it? Is it, Gavin? Come on. Is it really news that men think that they get more sick than women? That's no. uh, not, it's not nu- news. That's not news. But there was a headline <laughs> this week that said men get more sick than women. You are correct for the yes, point. Thank you, Gene. The headline from the Toronto Star reads: <laughs> "Man flu is real, and men do experience colds differently." I knew it, Balderdash. I told you, Jan. Sorry. I'm... Before we get into that, just for a bonus point, according to the Cambridge English Dictionary, what is the definition of man flu? It's the same as the regular flu, but it makes twenty-five cents more on the dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jean, any idea what? How do they define man flu? Man flu is a terrible disease. Only men get it. They suffer so much. Chris, exactly what Jean said. <laughs> In the Cambridge English Dictionary, they define man flu as an illness such as a cold that is not serious, but the person who has it treats it as more serious. Usually, when this person is a man. <laughs> According to science, though, men might have good reason for complaining about their illnesses. Studies have found they can experience harsher flu symptoms. It's true. According to the Toronto Star article, there is a likely reason for this. What is the reason men can experience harsher symptoms? Is it because their nostrils, like their nipples, are mostly decorative? Do you know, Jean, why uh, men can experience harsher symptoms of colds and flus? I don't know. There's some speculation that maybe testosterone makes it worse. I I, I don't know. It is because uh, (laughs) men only have one X chromosome. Oh. And X chromosomes carry various genes that fight diseases. Women have two X chromosomes and therefore more disease-fighting genes. Women! Women! Just not fair. Women Women walking around with these two X chromosomes expecting us to live up to that? (laughs) So while there is physiological evidence men can experience harsher symptoms, there's also a sociological reason why they tend to be so vocal about those symptoms. What is the sociological reason men complain so much about being sick because they're used to being listened to yes gene and everybody uh is it because many men were like raised to be nurtured by women whereas women were raised to nurture and push through and put others needs ahead of our own that is exactly correct they say our culture tends to teach men that when they have a hardship they should get care from women yeah this leads men to often upsell their symptoms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you buying the science that man flu is really worse? No. 100% Gavin. Absolutely not. I, mean, I don't not- normally believe the science, but in this one, <laughs> I'm on board. Chris, you just can't pick and choose when to trust science. Well, oh, you can if you live in Alberta. <laughs> 
Sorry, Dad. <laughs> it is a twofold thing. Possibly, yes, there can be harsher symptoms, but also men are more vocal about those symptoms. The Guardian headline put it this way. If man flu means men moaning on about a minor symptom, then yes, man flu is real. <laughs> now that we've established that men are wimps when it comes to the flu, what is it that makes women so strong? It's because from the time we were like 11, we've been forced to fight invaders of our bodies off. So, you know, once you've had to fend off your friend's weird dad, an infection is nothing. The flu is nothing. All, all the women in the audience are like, yep, that, not even funny, just yeah. true. That's why they're quiet. Yeah. yeah. Harsh, but possibly fair. Yeah. Jean, any idea why females are better at clearing infections? Sheer moral fortitude. <laughs> Chris? I just have here, women have more juices. <laughs> and I think that's true. I think women are playing with more things than dudes are. You but, know what I mean? But that is true. I mean, like, women were, like, uh, designed to house life. So yeah. you have to be able to, like, fight things off to protect things that are growing inside you. Yeah. Correct answer for the point. Yo. Y'all can call me Dr. J. Uh, women are also reported to recover twice as fast from flu-like illnesses due to higher estrogen levels. Yep. Cool. Mm. So this cold and flu season, please be extra nice to all the whiny men in your life. <laughs> it's science. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I'm Gavin Crawford, and this is Because News. This week, I'm joined by Gene Yoon, Chris Siddiqui, and Jan Carwana. To hear the whole show, subscribe to our podcast. To see the whole show, use your imagination. <laughs> Let's turn to consumer news with this week's News Clue panel. I want you to have a listen to the sports play-by-play and see if you can figure out the headline that inspired it. Henderson fakes left off the line, and she is out in front. Oh, full body check by Susan Sakowski. They are both down, but here comes Leah. She is on a breakaway, and yes, she is headed to the end zone. This could be it. She is almost there. Out of nowhere comes Mickelchuk. Mickelchuk hovering around the goal. She is going for it, and she's got it. She has got the cup. Pour out 40 ounces of champagne, folks, because 23-year-old Brenda Mickelchuk of Beast River is the new Stanley Cup champion! All right, panel. There is your news clue. Why? Why were the headlines going crazy this week over the Stanley Cup and the people chasing after it. Because finally, there's a Stanley Cup that hockey moms can care about. <laughs> you are correct. What? Elaborate. So there's a, a cup, an insulated mug that you can carry water, coffee around in, made by a company called Stanley, and people uh, were going crazy for it and getting into fights and riots and uh, all that kind of thing. Uh, the L.A. Times headline reads, The Stanley Cup craze is real. What is causing the merchandise mania? It's a reusable metal water tumbler that is vacuum sealed to keep things cold or hot. The Stanley Cup gained a lot of attention back in November after a woman posted a video of her Stanley Cup surviving what ordeal? Childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Good guess. Jean, what ordeal? It was a fire, I think, in her car. You are correct for the point. Yes, uh, her car caught on fire and burned. And then she went back and posted a video showing the Stanley Cup intact and still with ice in it. That was wild. Whoa. Yeah. Stanley is a company that's been around for over 100 years. It's known primarily for thermoses and camping equipment. But they recently made a few changes to their once army green tumbler that caused it to go wild on TikTok and Facebook. What did they do to their fisherman thermos? They made it all sexy. <laughs> they gave it a makeover. What? Yeah, they had its colors done, it turns out. It's spring. (laughs) They introduced a litany of different colors, and they began marketing it specifically to women. The CBC headline reads, How smart marketing, scarce supply, and unique colors made the Stanley Cup a must-have item. The quencher has two big features that set it apart from other, more lame, reusable tumblers. (laughs) What are the exciting features that make the Stanley quencher so desirable? I bet you it's that, the handle and the straw. Mm. The handle is one. Oh. Straw is pretty common among quencher culture. But there is one other big thing that people... uh, It has two X chromosomes. (laughs) (laughs) That's how the ladies want it. Is that Bluetooth? Uh, (laughs) I'll give you a hint. It has a handle and the other big feature that people like, it makes it easy to take with you in the car. Oh, it fits in your cup holder. You are correct yeah. for the point. Oh. Yes, it's shaped so it fits in a cup holder. It has like a tapered bottom. Uh, the cups retail for around fifty to sixty dollars Canadian. Bonkers. According to Business Insider, <laughs> Stanley's viral cups have become such a status symbol that kids are getting mocked at school for having knockoff <laughs> brands. Uh, what kind of water bottle does your kid have, Chris? <laughs> His hands. <laughs> Organic water bottle, man. My kid's going old school. I'm raising him like a Gen X. <laughs> does he just does he just carry the hose around? Yeah. He just, uh, <laughs> was there a trend when you were a kid, like that everyone had something that you wanted but couldn't get? Yeah, I remember in the '90s, all my cool, rich white friends had rollerblades that they bought from Sporting Life, and I didn't. I had to get inline skates from Byway. <laughs> That's so sad. Right, thank you. I know. <laughs> Anybody remember Byway? But Byway oh was like. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. That was like every newly landed immigrant. That was their place to go. When I was in grade six, they had these clacker things. These like, and you would clack them. Oh yeah. My parents weren't going to get me one, but then they got banned. Yes. Because some of them were shattering and stuff. Yeah. My son, when he was younger, he would he would because he learned how to Google before he learned how to swim, he would send me things from eBay saying, this Pokemon card is so rare. Please, Mom, I want it. I want it. I want it. And he would, yeah, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards and magic cards. Um, He was just obsessed with them. My son just wanted our love. (laughs) And you didn't give it to him. (laughs) (laughs) Panel, I have good news and bad news. The bad news is we've reached the end of another exciting episode of Because News. The good news is our champion is Jan Carwana. Congratulations, Jan. You have the honor of reading our credits. Oh, you got a standing ovation from people at the back. I'm Gavin Crawford reminding you that the Canadian Coast Guard is looking for applicants to become lighthouse keepers. Inside tip, bring a book. (laughs) 
We'll see you next time. Why? Thank you very much, everybody. Give it up for Jen Garwana. This is Jan Carwana, winner of Because News. Congratulations to my runners-up, Jean Yoon and Chris Siddiqui. Because News is written and produced by Elizabeth Bowie, David Carroll, Lee Pitts, Gavin Crawford, Phil Lung, and Jess Klamowski. This week, they had help from Cliff Cardinal and John Blair. Rounding out the team, Aaron Conway, Bronwyn Page, Errol Gonzalez, and our recording engineer, Paul Hodge. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.